0: I'm Cindy I'm with Ray Carr, and the show is Hitting the Mark with our star Jeffrey Mark. I guess I have to ask the question, uh, being a Gentile, why do you think people didn't like Jews? Were they jealous? Did they not understand them? What was the issue? Oh, you're talking about thousands of years of hatred. Based on, you have to go back to the pharaohs in Egypt where it really, really first starts that we know about. There's always been pushback. Jewish people in history were the first monotheists. That was, how dare you be so stupid, you stupid monotheists. When Christianity started, it's based on Judaism. But the new Christian people felt they were in competition with Jews. They had to find a way to make us better them worse. So that began thousands of years instead of embracing each other of butting heads. Then you have the Middle Ages. You have the Renaissance where everything is Catholic. And then you have when Protestantism starts and the Protestants are protesting against the Catholic church because it goes too far away from what Jesus said and they want it to be Real conservative, which is why our country was started. People who wanted to get away from the Church of England and Catholicism. So you're you're talking centuries of this stuff, including World War II, an entire war practically based on anti-Semitism. There are a lot of people in this country who believe their personal religious beliefs give them a right to hate Jews. There are people in this country who feel that since there are so few Jewish people, how come there's so many of them that are famous? How come there's so many of them in show business? How come so many of them own businesses? Well, because we couldn't get educations. Until after mm-hmm. World War II, Jews couldn't go to good colleges. They, wouldn't, they weren't allowed. You had mm-hmm. to have your own business to make a living. And really, Jewish people in this country didn't make a living until after World War II. My people didn't. I, I come from poverty. And I have gotten huge pushback, me, at my level, for being Jewish. When I joined Yarmie's army, and I won't say who this was, but a major comedian, the first night after the dinner, it was like you had dinner and talked. And then as people began to, believe, to leave the dinner, you mulled around and talked and, and told stories and hung out. And this person came over to me and said, great, just what we need here. Another funny Jew boy. Hmm. Uh, I went to college, the University of Arkansas. The Ku Klux Klan were calling me on my telephone, threatening me for being Jewish. The gay stuff didn't seem to bother them too much. Although they did warn me to stay away from their women. And it's like, wow, you're not watching me very closely, are you? Uh, But they warned me that they were watching me and I would better keep my nose clean, Jew boy. I heard a lot of Jew boy in, in Arkansas. In fact, after my first year there, they wouldn't let me back into the dorms again because they didn't want a Jew living there. It exists. It exists out of ignorance. It exists out of jealousy. And it exists because people have learned over and over and over through the centuries that if you find a common enemy People will band together and do what you want. And for many, many years, it's Jews. There's only about 11 or 12 million of us left in the whole world at this point. Most of them on the East Coast of the United States. We are such a small, small minority now. And yet the hatred is still there. It still exists. Uh Steve and Edie absolutely had a deal with it. There were places they couldn't play. They, they didn't get booked in the deep South, uh, they didn't get booked. You wouldn't have seen them in Arkansas or Tennessee uh, or Oklahoma. You wouldn't have seen them in Alabama or Louisiana, maybe in New Orleans. They they played New York. They played Chicago. They played Boston. They played LA. They played Vegas, and Reno and Tahoe. They played Puerto Rico. They played Miami Beach. But there were places. There are places I'm not welcome still because I'm just- Saw them here at the front row, like I told you last week. Then it was over in Warrensville Heights and um, next to Builder Square and Steve Lawrence on stage said to Edie, stick with me, kid. I'll put you on the merry-go-round next to Builder Square. It is very sad. It is very sad that people decide to get treated that way. Mm -hmm. I think think every single Jewish performer I've ever met have stories of anti-Semitism. Every single... Gay perform I've ever met have stories of homophobia in their work. Steve and Edie, I give them credit. I, I don't want to repeat myself. They never backed away. They never pretended to be anything other than who they were. If there was any pretense in their act, Edie was not as nice as she was on stage, as she was off stage. And uh, not everything was lovey-dovey, huggy-kissy between them all the time. They were married for half a century. Uh, people have fights and people don't get along and people rub each other the wrong way. Uh, you, you can't maintain that 24 hours a day, sweetness and light. But the Jewish thing, no, they, they never pushed away from it. And yet, if there was a Catholic charity or a Protestant charity that wanted them to sing, they were right there. So they didn't carry their prejudices forward either. They were open to everybody, and anybody who was open to them, yay. What kind of charities do they work with? Every. Stephen Eady muscular dystrophy, the Heart Fund, uh, American Lung Cancer, uh, every Jewish charity known to man, huge supporters of Israel, uh, every telethon ever made, one or both of them would show up. Yeah. It, it, they they really they, they they again they were so grateful they were making so much money they worked constantly they were so grateful for it that if someone wanted their time as is usually the case uh, will you provide makeup and hair for us will you send a car to the airport to get us can you maybe put us up in a hotel they didn't ask for money. They just asked for it not to cost them anything if they were flying across the country to sing somewhere to raise money. A lot of performers still charge. They may say, well, you know, I charge $50,000 for an, uh, uh, an evening of me doing my act. I'll do it for you for 5000 but not for free. Stephen A.D. did it for free as long as their expenses were covered. And sometimes, even if they weren't, they, they, they were good people. And they gave of themselves that way. Hmm. So, um, looking back on Steve and 80s career, knowing, them, knowing them the way you do, what's the one thing that you look at is the highlight of, of their career, you know, either musically or, uh, on TV. I think I, I've already mentioned this, the, the show golden rainbow, they did, mm-hmm. uh, the the two of them starred together in a Broadway hit that got Steve a hit song. Uh, I think it was very important for Steve. You know, he had two Broadway musicals he was starring in. He had two hit Broadway shows. So apart and aside from his recording career and his television career, legitimate theater, being on Broadway, Steve Lawrence in was a huge deal for him. Coming from where we come from, uh, uneducated people, European people, a minority living in a ghetto, to go from that and to to do what Steve did on Broadway, that was a big, big, big deal for him. And of course, having hit songs, that they, they, they both were very grateful that each of them had hit, big hit songs and the work that that the career itself lasted so long. They never became an anachronism. They never became, oh, whatever happened to them? Remember them? There are a lot of actors and performers that were very hot for a while and maybe were on television every week or they were starring in things or they were in films. And then for whatever reason, their careers got cold. Elliot Gould was in every other film made of the 1970s. By the 1980s, his film career was almost over. It was never almost over for Stephen Eady until Ill Health made it that way. They're, they're, they 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 rose to become legends in live performing. And there were always crowds to see them. It was never, you know, uh, the Missouri State Fair starring Stephen Eady. Hey, remember them? Mm-hmm. Like it is for some acts who, who mm-hmm. do those things who aren't very well-remembered. Um, it is it is more trendy these days in live venues whenever they open up again. And I, I live in the desert, as you know. The Native American casinos out here often have big rock bands of the 60s and 70s and 80s, pop singers of that generation, comedians of that generation, who you'd like, they're still working? Who knew? It was never that with Stephen Eadie. They were always, if you had Stephen ED. Everybody knew who they were and uh, they're appearing now at fill in the blank. If anything, they're probably overworked they were in, into, you know, being my age and older, they were working constantly. Show business is a business that often ages people out. You reach a certain age. If you're not, you know, Steve wasn't taking his shirt off anymore to play scenes (laughs) with anybody. Uh, It was taking a lot more makeup and wigs to make Edie look young, but they were there. So uh, I think that longevity is something they were both terribly proud of, that they never waned. Their names were in lights until they pulled the plug. Mm -hmm. Well, he did take his shirt off in the Blues Brothers sauna scene, but that's about the only time I can remember. He took his shirt off several times on the Carol Burnett show when they were playing yeah. the sketches where he was playing somebody sexy or a gangster <laughs> or a parody of a film where the, the, the male lead took his shirt off. Steve was nicely built. He was a sexy man mm-hmm. you know? in person. I'd say Steve was better looking in person than he was on television. Uh, there are people who are average looking in life, but there's mm-hmm. something about the camera. Judy Garland was one of those people. She was Mm -hmm. a nice looking girl, but on film, she was dynamite. Steve, I think, in person, was a very sexy man, very Mm -hmm. handsome, uh, where on camera, maybe you didn't see it so much. This is hitting the mark. I'm the mark, Jeffrey Mark. And I'm here with my great friends, Ray Carr and Cindy Verbalen.